0: And the thing is after all these years I still look back with wonder.
1: Hey there wonderlings, Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back at My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. How's every how was everyone's Thanksgiving if you celebrated it? I hope it was good. Mine was good. I did go to see my dad and my, my sister was there and my nieces and nephews and after that I went and drove to Jeremy's relatives and spent time with Jeremy and his family. So it was a nice it was a nice day. I ate some good food and then I decided what the hey, it's Thursday. I'll go check out Target and see what kind of, you know, movies and DVDs or um <laughs> movies and T V shows they have on D V D. Um, and I got quite a few things, so it was really nice, because the doors open at like five, and I got there, it was like, I think it was like 13 minutes to five, so I sat in my car for a minute, I'm like, oh, there's a line, I could just wait till everyone goes in, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna just go for it, so I got in line, it wasn't wrapped around the building, but it was length of the the building in the front of it so and I was only having to stand there for like less than 10 minutes I went to where the movies and TV shows were I saw what I wanted got it got in line which there really wasn't a line because everyone else was still shopping and I got checked out and then I left in and out pretty much hopefully those of you that went Black Friday shopping today Had a a good time and got, you know, the deals that you wanted. Um, Yeah, today I went and saw a movie. Luckily, I didn't have to drive very far to see it. I thought um, the theater here where I live wasn't originally going to have it right away. And I was planning on going, you know, to have to drive almost an hour away to see it. But luckily they did get it, so I'm like, great, so I can just go straight to my theater and see it. Um, The movie Boy Erased, with Nicole Kidman, Russell Crowe, and Lucas Hedge, who I've seen him now in a few things, Um, Lady Bird, and what's the other thing? There's something else that he was in. Um, Manchester by the Sea I thought was alright. I thought there was something else I saw him in, but now all of a sudden I'm drawing a blank. But oh well. It was a good movie. I really liked it. I actually went out and got It's based on a memoir of uh, Gerald Conley. And um, it's it was really good. I really enjoyed it. But today I'm going to be discussing the episode Season 6, Episode 16, entitled Nose. This episode aired on February 24th, 1993. Okay, so this was after Valentine's Day. Kevin's friend Ricky thinks me may have finally found... Who? Michael Howe? This, I don't... He's the one who wrote this synopsis. I don't get this. Me thinks may have finally found true love with a new girl named Haley. The only problem is Kevin and the guys can't help but make fun of the size of her nose. Guys, what the- Kevin, Kevin especially, what the hell is wrong with you? You don't make fun of people for their appearance. Especially in today's age. You Don't do that shit. This episode's got 8.3 out of 10 rating on IMDb, based on 133 ratings. This episode was directed by David Greenwalt, writers Neil Marlins and Carol Black were are the creators, and written by Cy Rosen. We have some trivia, a piece of trivia. In the final scene, Haley is dancing with a quarterback and the song You Are So Beautiful by Joe Crocker is playing. That song was released in 1974, a year after this scene was to have taken place. Well, you know, it's a good song and continuity be damned, I guess. And given the subject of this episode, that could not have been a more fitting song. That is beautiful. We have soundtrack credits. Walk Away, Renée. Is it Renée? There's like a dash again. Uh, above the, f- the first E after the N. This was performed by the Left Bank. B A N K E. So what does that turn the word into? I don't know. Love Train by the O.J.'s. You Are So Beautiful by Joe Crocker. Could it be I'm falling in love? Why does that song sound familiar? I'm gonna look that up. Um, we have some connections here. Harold and Maud mentioned by Haley. All right, I got the DVD booklet out. Kevin's friend Ricky Holsenbach falls in love with a girl who has a huge nose, and has second thoughts when he hears the guys laughing about it. Featured songs: Love Train by the OJ's and You Are So Beautiful by Joe Crocker. English class. It's no surprise that McKinley English teacher Mr. Atkinson references The Catcher in the Rye when he asks Kevin's class to describe their frustrations with high school life. Perhaps no other book captured so well the experience of being a teenager. For decades, J.D. Salinger's novel, which was originally marketed as an adult book, has been required reading in thousands of of American high schools. Yet, while The Catcher in the Rye has been hailed as one of the best novels of the 20th century, it has also been criticized for promoting teen drinking, smoking, and promiscuity. And religious leaders have for decades attempted to have the book removed from school shelves, but the public has spoken, and The Catcher in the Rye has sold over 65 million copies. Pop quiz, recognize this nose guest star? Known for his steamy role on Grey, Grey's Anatomy? Answer, Eric Dane. Alright. I saw him in Marley and Me. I never watched Grey's Anatomy. I hear that show is still going on and it's not as good as it used to, so I'm just going to yeah, hard pass on that. I thought I recognized that song just from the title, and I had to think about it. And someone's like, the song started kind of playing that verse in my head. And I'm like, is that it? So I went to YouTube, and I looked. Sure enough, that is a song. Could it be I'm Falling in Love? Like I thought I'd heard that because I listened to um, the oldies station when I was growing up, along with like nine, late 80s, 90s country and other things so all right um before i get into the episode i'd like to read the quote of the episode but before i do that i also like to let you know if you're a new listener there are ways to follow along with the podcast you can go to instagram at lbom wonder years podcast and follow along there or you can go to looking back on my wonder years a wonder years facebook page you can even shoot me an email at LBOM, Wonder Years Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to talk about your memories of the show and the impact or impression it's made on you over the years, also, if you're a regular guest and you really have been enjoying the show, I would love it if you could go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. Even though the show is coming to an end, the podcast is coming to an end in towards the end of December, but it would still be really, really great. All right, let's get into that quote and then we'll get into the episode. Adult Kevin, narrator. In high school, appearances are everything. The way you look, the way you wish you didn't look. Nobody is satisfied, which is maybe why... Throughout the halls and classrooms, we hear the one universal cry. Ricky, what's wrong with me? Narrator, Ricky Halsenbach. When it came to inferiority complexes, he had them all. Well, doesn't every, everybody has some form of that? I, on, I honestly feel deep in my heart that everyone has something that they don't like about themselves, whether it's physical or whether it's mental there is something someone doesn't like about themselves that they wish they could change. So, all right, let's jump right into this episode. All right, we come out of the intro, and we have Kevin narrating the quote that I had just read. We're in the girls' bathroom, and we have girls kind of checking out their appearances in the mirror as Kevin kind of tells about how people really don't like how they look and how they sometimes wish they could change how they look. Now we move over to the boys' bathroom and we see a guy kind of trying to fix his hair. He's got a, you know, short hair and his bangs just aren't doing what he wants. His bangs are practically non-existent. They're all the way up to the top of his head almost. It's like, what happened there, buddy? Oh, we also see on the uh, paper towel dispensers, somebody wrote their initials and someone else's initials and drew a heart around it. And the boy that was checking his appearance out in the mirror in the boy's bathroom and the girl who was in the girl's bathroom checking out her appearance... Both come out of the bathroom at the same time, and wouldn't you know it, they accidentally bump into each other. They don't say anything. They just smile quickly and awkwardly and just walk off. Now we're in the library as Ricky is kind of wondering what it is about himself. Like, what's wrong with me?
0: What's wrong with me? Ricky Holzenbach. When it came to inferiority complexes, he had them all. Everybody's got a date for the dance, but oh, come on, Mickey. Everyone doesn't have a date. I do. It's not just the dance. It seems like every guy I know has got a girl. Oh, come on. That's not true. Maybe it's my technique. You know, sometimes I walk by couples just to try and listen in on what they're saying. Figure out how they're doing it. And you know, they're not saying anything special. They're just saying stuff like, pass the pepper. Well, I can say that. So what's wrong with me? Now, of course, the guy was a friend, so he wanted to be supportive. Hey, Ricky, you know, you're going to find a girl. It just takes time, that's all. Sometimes it takes years. I'll see you tonight, all right? Look at that guy. What's he got that I don't? But if there was one essential rule in high school, it was that certain questions were better left unanswered.
2: I don't know, man.
1: So, I think honestly, what is really bothering Ricky is the fact that his friends all have dates for the dance and he doesn't have one. And the fact that he feels like everyone seems to have a girl but him. And it really plagues him about what. Like, there's something seriously wrong with him that girls won't like him. And he'll actually listen into couples' conversations as to figure out why these guys are so lucky, why they have somebody, and he doesn't. And he says these conversations between these couples are really nothing more than like, oh, pass the pepper, or how is your Latin class, or this or that. Well, Ricky, what that is, is that that's couples that have been together probably for a little bit, and they're just comfortable with each other. It's like they're just talking about, you know, whatever. And... Ricky kind of like like, why can't I can say pass the pepper and it's like buddy it's not about that it's not about it's about finding someone that you're compatible with or that you just enjoy talking to and everything like that I mean and and Jeff is like buddy you'll you'll get there you'll get there you're gonna find a girl sometime Chuck of course is no help he's like oh sometimes it takes years like Well, depends on, I mean, and the thing is also, Ricky seems like he's really trying maybe a little too hard. Like you're you're thinking about it too much. If you put too much emphasis on it, you're not going to find somebody because you're too worried about what they might think about you and everything. So now we're moving on from the library to the classroom where the teacher is talking about Holden Caulfield and the catcher in the rye. I would like to play this clip by um, the teacher talking about Holden Caulfield. He's really trying to reach these kids with um, Holden Caulfield and just saying that this guy is just a misunderstood teen. He's going through life and just, it's just about your supposed average teenager. And he's, really like trying to get the kids all worked up in a frenzy over this book like come on guys this guy is just like you i mean you're in here 5 days a week for 8 hours a day and everything i just i i like when teachers are like that and they're enthused to get the class into something like that. A discussion and they try to relate. The ki- especially if it's a teenager in a book, the teachers are going to glom on the like, hey, kids will be able to identify with this. Well, for one thing, I haven't read The Catcher in the Rye, but I know enough about it where it's, I believe it's set in New York with this kid that goes to a private school and he's just his, he clearly his parents have money and everything like that and I'm not really trying to say like oh poor him his parents are loaded he has money what does he have to feel bad about it's not about that but I'm gonna play this clip.
0: Golden Caulfield was talking about all the pain and sadness he experienced as a teenager. How does that relate to your own lives? Come on. You're stuck in this place every day with all its clicks and all the put-downs. What really bugs you? Kevin. Fortunately, when it came to protective self-covering...
2: Uh, the clicks and the put-downs.
0: I was a master. I just said that.
2: Yeah, I I really liked it.
0: (laughs) Brett, what about you? What really gets to you? Brett Davis, class president, captain of the football team, and voted the boy most likely to be better than everybody else. Well, uh, sometimes in the middle of the game, I get worried that I'm
2: not stepping up into the pocket fast enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a lot of problems. Okay. For your next
0: assignment, I want you all to write about something that really bothers you about yourself. And there you had it. It was an unspoken code not to speak.
1: So the teacher kind of brings up a thing. He's trying to entice the kids to speak up. And he's like, doesn't it bother you, you know, when you're with the clicks and the, the put-downs? He's really trying to get to the core of these kids' feelings so in hopes that they might be able to relate to this character. And, of course, he calls on Kevin. And Kevin... Is, you know, he asked him, like, what really, really bothered you? And Kevin, of course, I thought he was going to make a, a a joke or something like that, but then he just relies on the answer that the teacher gave, which is, you know, yeah, the, the clicks and the, uh, the put-downs. And the teacher just looks at him like, yeah, I just said that. Do you care to elaborate? And the jock, whose name is Brett Davis – and that name clicked into my head. Why do you ask? Well, if you watched Full House, when was it? Was it season four? I think it was season four. Yeah, that Stephanie, it was called, um, oh, I forgot. Something to do, uh, Stephanie was in, uh, she wanted to do Little League because there's a boy who was an all-time baseball star. He was on a team. And Danny apparently was coaching another team and she decided to join because the character Brett Davis liked baseball. So that's why I'm like, oh, another character named Brett Davis who's also into sports. But this Brett Davis here is apparently a... Is he a football star or baseball? Hold on, let me go back. Okay, so we do get a little bit about Brett Davis from Kevin. So Brett Davis is the class president and the captain of the football team and he's was voted most likely to be better at everything than anybody else okay so i guess his what bothers him the most is some issues with his performance in football or something like okay and of course Ricky's got to be like, oh, he's kind of whispering to Kevin, like, oh, yeah, this guy, he acts like he's got some big problem. (laughs) Like, what's he's an athlete. He doesn't have any real problems. As Brett pretty much emphasized, it's just like his performance is lacking in a certain area. Like, well, yeah, I mean, the teacher, like I said, the teacher really just wants to get to the heart of these matters. Like, insecurity about either something physical about yourself that you don't like or something like your personality that you don't like. Because it can be either or. So we get a knock on the door and it's a new girl who is coming in. Did she arrive late to class or something? Or she must have just gotten her schedule that day and was got lost or something because she comes in halfway through this discussion and the boys are all like, cause the door has a window in it. So you can see the person's face who's looking into the classroom and her name is Haley. And the teacher at first, I couldn't tell if he was trying to look like around her nose or trying to be, um, not noticing it or not obvious about noticing it because straight on when you look at her head on like that you don't really notice it but when we get a side profile of her her nose does look a bit elongated that almost makes it look like it's a um, prosthetic almost like they were doing this deliberately so that way she'd have a physical feature about her, like, it's, it looks really exaggerated, the way they have it here. Because at first I'm like, oh, that doesn't look bad, but then we get this zoom-in side profile, and it's like, okay, from the side it looks extremely elongated. And of course right away, Chuck is like, "Oh, oh, look at her nose! And Kevin's like, holy cow, they're all saying, like, holy cow, but Ricky is like, holy cow, she's beautiful. Ricky, like, honestly, has got a heart of gold. He really does. He goes for the inner beauty and just, and or my mind now thinking about it is that Ricky is, maybe he's a bit on the desperate side. He wants a date for the dance, he, and he is willing to look past all of this for the sake of having a date to the dance or maybe in his heart of hearts he does because she is a beautiful girl i mean we don't know much about her yet because she hasn't really said anything other than she's new at that school
0: except when you had something to speak about <laughs> come in hello yes may i help you her. And you are,
2: uh... Haley Green. I started school here.
0: It was a moment you don't forget. This girl was beautiful. Great. You can take that desk right over there. She had absolutely everything. Holy cow. And a little bit more. Holy cow. And there was nothing more to say except... Holy cow. She's beautiful. Ricky Holsenbach was in love.
1: So as we go from English class to the lunchroom, we overhear Kevin saying, Ricky Holsenbach was in love. As the boys are all staring at her, Ricky is just googly-eyed. This poor girl is sitting by herself. I would have sat with her. I really would have. I honestly would always go for the quiet types that would sit by themselves. I always felt like there is a connection there. Like we both can relate because we both, you know, don't know a lot of people or don't have a lot of friends or we're not outgoing and stuff like that. So Ricky's just going out. He's gushing at this point about how gorgeous she is and how in love he is. And Kevin is just saying that Ricky is just deep down, blind as a bat, in love with this girl. So Ricky, of course, is saying, you know, the moment I saw her I knew she was the one. And that's when Jeff sits down at the lunch table and is like oh yeah, who's, who's the one? And Ricky is just looking at her like her, her over there. And my guess is that Jeff will probably make a snide comment. I don't know. He might, he might not. I'm kind of on the fence about... Jeff is known to be sarcastic, but I kind of plague him on, or put him maybe on the slight sensitive-ish side, but I don't know. Well, Jeff looks at her and he's like, whoa, well, she's uh definitely not hard to forget. So, I mean... Is that really insulting? Like, he's not trying to deliberately be insulting. He didn't flat out say, they're not all flat out saying, wow, she has a big nose or something. It seems like they're really trying to avoid going there. But I think at one point, that is going to be dropped. Like, they're going to be flat out honest, obvious about it. Because right now, it seems like they're kind of uh, tiptoeing around it.
0: Just in love. I'm talking deeply, madly, head over heels, blind as a bat in love. As soon as I saw her, I knew she was the one.
2: the one? Her. Whoa. Yeah, she's really something, isn't
0: she? Yeah, she's uh, definitely hard to forget.
2: Yeah, I wish I could meet her.
0: Well, if you like her, saw, so come and talk to her. I mean, what would I say? How about pass the pepper? <laughs> Just say hi. Well, you think that'll work? We'll Go over there and see. Okay, okay, here I go. I'm gonna do it. I'm going. And as Ricky boldly ventured forth, we of course gave him all the encouragement we could. Don't spit when you talk. <laughs> After all, it was kind of a big moment for the guy. Hi. Hi. but while Ricky was doing his best to be noticed
2: they uh
0: they were good together yeah I, I think they'd make a nice couple they seem right for each other we were doing our best not to notice the obvious yeah you know it seems like she's got a lot of the ball yeah she has a lot on her face
2: <laughs> until we did Oh my God! we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. We should not be doing this.
0: They look good together.
2: Yeah, you know, she's got great eyes and, and, and great
0: hair, you know.
2: And a great sense of smell. <laughs>
0: it was awful. The more we tried to ignore it, the more we couldn't help ourselves. what can i say i knew we shouldn't be doing it but
1: face it it was funny so the guys encourage ricky to go over there and talk to um hey they don't really say her name i think she said her name when she was first introduced but well, he's over there you know shyly interacting with her the guys finally are, like, giving in to the temptation of noticing the obvious about her, the size of her nose. And they're all like, <laughs> you know, we really shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and at, at one point, because they're, like, two tables away from the table that she's sitting at. And they're, like, cracking up. So, of course, she's looking over at them, like, well, what the fuck is there problem? If I were her, I'd be like, um, are those your friends? Because they're looking right directly at her as they're laughing. So, odds are, if I were her, my mind would be going there. So, I'm going to play this clip. We get a shot of Winnie here, who is telling Kevin, like, that's really not funny. So, I really is... Did he tell her about this new girl and the size of her nose and everything like that? Because if he did, she has... I'm like, go! Go, Winnie! You put that boy in his place! I don't
2: think that's funny at all.
0: Unfortunately, some people didn't share my sense of humor. <laughs> well, it's
2: not funny funny, but you know, it's funny. It's funny. I don't think so.
0: Come on, Winnie.
2: Kevin, you were making fun of someone's looks. Why would you do something like that? Well, who
0: knows? Knows. Get it?
2: That is so shallow.
0: And of course, she was absolutely right.
2: I don't see what you're getting so upset about. I mean, it's not like she hurt us or anything. Well, I can't believe that looks are so important to you. Well, they're not. We were just kidding around.
0: Still, when it came to a sense of humor...
2: Did you think I have something really big stuck between your teeth?
0: Maybe we all needed help. How does it feel? It's really funny, Winnie. And besides, that's not looks, that's personal hygiene.
2: Whatever you say, Kevin. (sighs)
0: Look, we're just having a little fun about our nose, that's all.
2: Well, don't do it anymore.
0: Fine, you won't do it, okay? After all,
1: did I look like an insensitive cretin? <laughs> so Kevin admits, yeah, it's not funny, you know, about her nose and everything like that. And she's like, no, it's not funny. And it's it's almost like, in a way, he starts making excuses for like, oh, it was just a joke. We were just having fun. It's, and Wendy is telling him off, like, that's not funny. That's a person that you're talking about and. You're hurting her feelings, even though she doesn't know that you're talking about her, but still, so Winnie goes one better, and she's like, "Oh, do you know you have something like big stuck between your two teeth and Kevin, you can kind of see him, his mouth is closed, and he's kinda like moving his his tongue around just um around where his uh front teeth are trying to dislodge this so called something between his teeth. And she turns up, cause she's got the staple gun and she's stapling, um, like a poster board up on the, the bulletin board or the cork board in the hallway of the school. And as she says, see, it doesn't feel so good, does it? And he's like, oh yeah, that's real funny. It's like, I thought at first when she was like looking at him, like she was trying to scrutinize his face, like, wow, you know, you almost have like a unibrow thing going Or, oh my gosh, you know that your ears stick out or something? They don't stick out, but still. Or just like, oh, your hair, it's starting to curl on the sides. You should just get a buzz cut or something. Something to that... (laughs) No, she just went for the obvious about the teeth. Like, oh, you got something big stuck in your teeth. Like, doesn't feel so good, does it? It's like, oh yeah, real funny. It's like, you're really doing the same thing, Kevin. So... Yeah, Winnie does call Kevin shallow, which he is being very shallow, but these guys are at the diner where they're hanging out, and Chuck is still going on about the girl's nose. It's like, why are you still bringing this shit up? If you know it's not funny, yet you're still fucking doing it. Like, change the topic of conversation to some, clearly there's nothing else that they can possibly be talking about at all. Like what's going on in their lives or their jobs, if any of them have jobs and everything. I mean, honestly, I would think the most thing that a person is self-conscious about most likely is going to be a physical feature, whether it's the nose, the eyes are too close set together, you have a unibrow, your ears stick out, um, you you have um, a gap between your teeth, or, or something to that effect. You know, it's just, there are things that you don't like about yourself that you wish you could change. And the fact that maybe it's something that's so obvious that you know when people are laughing and they look at you, but then they quickly turn around that they're you know they're laughing at you. It's like unfortunately just it's high schoolers, it's all kids. And that will find something about you that you don't like about yourself and take that to the extreme. Um, I really would like to tie this into school bullying, even though they're not saying it to her face. They're still saying it in general. It's like somebody needs to put when he already did with Kevin, but the other two, I really thought Jeff was better than that. I don't expect a whole lot from Chuck because we know he's a piece of shit and I hate him. I really, really hate him for when he punched Kevin in the face, which was not deserved at all. So, all right, I'm going to play this clip.
0: You are. Can you believe the size of that Hulk? <laughs> they were the insensitive cretins. <laughs> I'm walking
2: in here right now. <laughs> yep, here comes the three of them. <laughs> Those are funny, Kevin. Why well, didn't say anything? That's no excuse. Hey, guys. Oh, hi. 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 You must be Haley. Yeah, that's right. I'm Winnie. It's nice to meet you. So, uh, what have you guys been doing? Ah, uh, we went to the movies together. We saw Harold and Maude. It's about this old lady. 80 years old, and this young guy, about 19, and they fall in love. Well, that sounds nice. I mean, it was really kind of beautiful. Nothing else mattered except how they felt about each other. We're going to the
0: spring dance together. That's great. Yeah, I uh, I asked her, and she said yes.
2: Well, that's usually how it works Ricky.
0: Sitting there, watching Haley, I started to see what Ricky saw in her. She was nice, friendly. It almost made you completely forget about. Oh. What's the matter? That nose.
2: I'm gonna sneeze.
0: It was horrible. It was like battening down for a hurricane. Heading for the storm cellar during a tornado. <laughs> It was all we could do to keep a straight face and hope that nobody would notice.
1: You know, the fact that the guys are still laughing about the nose, but when the camera pulls back, I had no idea that Winnie was sitting there until she starts glaring at all of them. Like, it's not very nice, Kevin. I almost honestly expected her to finally, towards the end of the clip, say, Kevin, move your ass out of my way. I'm getting out of this booth and I'm leaving you all here because this is bullshit and I really hate you all right now. Like, you're being a real jackass. Every damn one of you are being jackasses. But, um, Ricky brings Haley over, and, you know, they went and saw a movie. They went and saw Harold and Maude. Um, I did try to watch it. It might have been on Netflix or something years ago, and I just... I couldn't really get into it. I don't know why. I like period setting movies and stuff like that, but it just really, I wasn't feeling it. But then again, sometimes if I go back and watch a movie, then I really, really like it. Um, it is about a 80-something-year-old woman and a 19-year-old boy who do fall in love. And I thought whether they make a suicide pact or something, I'm not sure. They might not. Um, but of course... Haley's there and they're trying to be generous you know keep their laughing on the DL and just take her seriously but then as she starts like oh no I thought at first she was like somebody was farting or something around her like because of you know her nose she has an incredible sense of smell or whatever I thought it's like she kept wrinkling her nose like Oh, my God, did somebody just, like, fart around her? Is that what's going on? No, she had to sneeze. So, everyone at the table, Chuck and Jeff especially, and Kevin is kind of leaning back into Winnie. Winnie kind of had a nervous look on her face. Like, they're expecting her, Haley, to spray snot all over their food and table. But, no, it's just like a... You know? and And... She also agreed with, to go to the spring dance with Ricky, which was very sweet. And, I, and for a second, I liked how Kevin was really trying to see past, you know, her physical self and kind of see what, you know, Ricky liked about her. For a second. And then as soon as they walk away, <laughs> like, uh I, Winnie, I'm surprised that she can even sit there and take any of that. I really, if I were Winnie, I would have said, Kevin, get up, move, I want to get out of this booth, I'll walk myself home, I don't want to be seen with you right now because you're a bunch of creeps. Poor Ricky is hearing them laughing, and he turns around, and he's got this look of a mix of uncomfortable uncomfortability and sadness in his eyes like oh these are my friends they're making fun of her which means they're probably making fun of me like they think I can't do any better or something like that and you know I um, I always thought I had a big nose and I remember getting teased for that in junior high some kid flat out said oh do you know you have a big nose and the teacher luckily heard that and she said you need to knock that off right now. And I was happy that she did that because I was probably close to tears. I always have been very self conscious about my looks, especially my nose, but my my looks in general. I know that I've never been you know, it's not so much super model attractive, but no I'm not, but I just just being attractive in any form of sense. I've just always had been uh, self-insecure and everything like that, self-conscious. So I relied on my sense of humor to kind of uh, get me along and stuff like that and hope that people would like me for my personality instead of my looks. But all right, so it looks like we're in school the next day. Alright, I'm playing this clip. Ricky finally gets in Kevin's face and he's like, what is everyone laughing about? Please, Ricky, please put Ricky, put Kevin and those other guys in their place for the way that they are treating Haley. Doesn't matter that they're not saying it to her face. The fact that they're constantly laughing about it is making them look like a bunch of assholes.
0: Unfortunately, somebody did. What was everybody laughing at yesterday?
2: Laughing? Were we laughing? Yeah, at the diner. Did Haley say something funny? No, I don't think so. But
0: <laughs> well, you weren't laughing in her nose, were you? Whoops. Nose? What nose? <laughs> Haven't you noticed it's a little big, isn't it?
2: No. I mean, it, it's just a nose. Just like anyone else's nose. I mean, it's a... Just a, a, a nose. That, that's all
0: it is. A nose. I figured if I said the word nose 3,000 times, maybe he'd believe
2: me. Okay, everybody.
1: So at first, Ricky's like, oh, did uh Haley say something funny? Is that why you're laughing or something like that? And then he gets like, well, you weren't laughing about her nose, were you? Because, I mean, Ricky admits, like, yeah, it is a little big. Like,. He's stating the obvious. And Kevin is trying to say, oh, no, it's a nose. It, what, what nose? It's, it's just a nose. Uh, it's just whatever. It's not a big, big deal. It's just a nose. I'm not looking at it. And Ricky is kind of looking at Kevin to the point where Ricky's not believing him. It's like, I'm giving you a chance to come clean and be honest with me, and I can clearly see that you're making excuses, and you're not, so I'm just going to walk away and thinking that maybe you could have been the bigger man and been above all this, but clearly you're not. And I wanted to mention um, the movie a Star is Born, the uh, 2018 version, with uh, Lady Gaga playing Allie. Um, The character also would bring up the fact that, you know, she wanted to be a musician and everything, but unfortunately, in this day and age, you have to, your physical appearance is more that... seems to be what matters is not your voice that you can sing, but your physical appearance also has to be top-notch. And even the fact with, with Barbara Streisand, there have been cracks about her appearance and her nose and everything like that. And it's just... Why is it that that is the only thing that people can ever focus on when they see a person? They don't look at the person inside. They see only what they want to see, which is, which is the outward appearance. That is so sad that people in this world have become so shallow that they can't see people for who who they are. And I hope that maybe one day that that will change. Okay, so, during the last class, you'll know that the teacher had assigned the students to write something that they don't like about themselves. So, I do want, he looks like he is going to call on students or have each one read something about themselves. So, I'm going to play that clip. I'm hoping that some of these kids use this opportunity to get real, yes, it is hard to get real deep inside of yourself and let yourself be open, amongst the scrutiny that you know you're going to get or the backlash that you're going to get for being so honest when the teacher allows you to have the floor.
2: Class is starting.
0: Take your seats. Today's reports are on things that really bother us about ourselves. Who wants to read theirs first? And it was time to get back under our shells. How about you, Haley? (laughs) All but one of us.
2: Hi. Uh, I guess all of us have different things that bother us. The way we look or the way we feel. The way people treat us. For me? Uh Uh-oh. It's shopping. See, I look in a store window at, at the blouses and the dresses and the slacks. And the fact is... And nothing really goes with a big nose. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, you can wear dark clothes to look thinner. But here I am with this big nose, and it really doesn't matter what I wear. It's uh, still there. And it's been here for a long time. (laughs) I remember when I was 14, I went to see this doctor about getting a nose job. And he told me that I shouldn't get it because my nose was still growing. And I thought to myself, how big is this thing gonna get? I, I, I mean, I had visions of it getting caught in elevator doors. Anyway. Um, sometimes, sometimes I dream that that magically it's gotten smaller, but. But I know it's not true, so. I guess I just have to put up with it. I mean, it gives me personality. I have the personality of a girl with a big nose. <laughs> I guess it's who I am. And I guess that's okay.
1: I am applauding you, Haley. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. She was open and honest. At first I thought when she was talking about shopping, I'm like, okay, where is this going to go? Like maybe she doesn't want to talk about um what really like maybe she's using shopping as a cover to, you know, instead of saying what really bothers her, she's using something to deflect from from uh that. But no, um as she goes on I'm listening And she's saying how when she looks at clothes and everything, it's like she's trying to find something that will go with her make her nose look less obvious to people. Like maybe it's almost like maybe she's trying to hide herself. And then she goes on about how she even went to a place. She went to a doctor to see about possibly getting a nose job or maybe a reduction and she was 14 at the time and the doctor explained to her that unfortunately i can't do the procedure because you're 14 you know your body your nose is still growing and Haley thinks to herself well how just how big is this nose gonna get she said she was, when she was 14, so she's 16, 17 years old now. That was three years ago. And it just, I love how she says that she, you know, has her personality in a way to fall back on. so in a way it's like she's trying to maybe use that not to, to try to deflect from the obvious, if like if she tries to make jokes, it's, what she is she's trying to make jokes about it to give people the impression that even though this does bother me, I'm trying to make it look like it doesn't by having a personality and just kind of rolling with things, possibly. And everyone's just kind of they're watching her and they're just listening to the words, and Ricky is just, this boy is in love. Just hearing her words, they're touching his heart, and Kevin is seeing, you know, this girl who's got this um, physical part of herself that she doesn't like, and she was even willing to go and have cosmetic surgery to make herself look maybe, quote-unquote, more normal-ish, and, yeah, I mean, he probably he probably thought she was going to talk about something else that wasn't, you know, her nose. But, you know, she's surprised. These kids really, they don't know what to say. At first, I'm like, and I love, honestly, this teacher, I love this teacher. I love how after she spoke, he just kind of, nodded to her. Like, that was very good. I really like that you, because think about it. The other kids that he is called on to give examples of something that bothers them, they're giving stupid superficial answers, like the football player. Like, that's not what he's asking you to do. He doesn't want a general response off the top of a, your head. He wants you to think about it and I know it's hard to be raw and brutally honest even with yourself and with others but for this assignment, reach deep down and be honest with yourself. And maybe it takes talking about it to be able to open up and really realize there are some things that you don't like about you, but It may be hard to talk about it, but think about it. The other kids in the class are probably going through similar things. They're just not brave enough to open up and be honest with themselves or others for fear of scrutiny.
0: It was warm. It was funny. In the annals of high school, it was perhaps the most honest, true, self-aware speech ever given. Also, something else. It was the biggest mistake any kid ever made.
1: Well, I like how Kevin says how open and honest the girl was being, and the kids are almost stunned into silence. Even the quarterback has almost got this, this look about him where he's like, wow, I can't believe she spoke those words. I kind of feel about some things about myself like but they're in high school the kids are immature what do they do they laugh and giggle because they don't know how to process this and you know and, and Haley I, I feel for her that you know she was open and honest and these kids chose to instead of be mature they chose to be Amateur high school students and just laugh it off. Like, I can't believe you had the guts to talk about your nose because everyone's thinking about it kind of thing. Um, Ricky, I think, is when he looks at her, I think he's not only feeling bad for her, but maybe he's feeling bad for himself. Like, I am kind of putting myself on the spot by associating with her, even though I find her very beautiful. Um, I kind of wonder if the pressure and the guys making fun of her and him is going to lead him to break things off with her and say, hey, I'm sorry, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, he can't stand up to them. Um, we get a shot of the makeout point, or the point, and it looks like Kevin and Winnie are going to have a talk.
0: by daddy. <laughs> infamous mckinley high nose speech had become a fairly hot topic not that it was anything to get all worked up about
2: i have never heard anything so despicable in my entire life rats i mean what were you thinking come on Woody. it's not that bad how would you feel if i had a big nose what do you mean i mean would you still go out with me
0: of course i would
2: how big Oh, that's great, Karen. No, I really want to know. I mean, are we talking a foot or two feet or, you know, like Jimmy Durante? I mean, come on, Winnie. It was Haley who read the speech in the first place. I mean, she was making fun of her nose. And what about Ricky? He's your friend and he cares about her. How could you just laugh at her like that? What do you think that does to him? Hmm.
1: So, Haley's speech has gotten all over school and Winnie is throwing in, she's throwing some shade Kevin's way because she's basically calling him a jerk. Like, how could you be making fun of her? And he's like, well, everyone, you know, she's the one who made fun of her own nose. It's like, yeah, she gets to and she's probably doing that. So that way that takes the heat off from everyone else doing it. It's like... Yeah, it's like, if you don't like something about it, like, sure, you can make fun of it yourself. But if someone else does, it's like, no, then that's offensive. So Wendy kind of puts the heat on herself. Well, not the heat. She kind of puts the attention on herself and asks Kevin the question, what if I had a big nose? Would you still go out with me? And Kevin is just aghast, like, oh, of course I would. But he's like, well, what are we talking here? A foot? Two feet? Jimmy Durante? Durante. And it's just like Kevin It does seem like Kevin is a bit super superficial about himself. But I like that when he brings up the whole thing about what about Ricky? Did you ever think what this is doing to him? The fact that you're laughing about Haley and making fun of her. Well, we know apparently what it's doing because now Ricky is in the library, comes up to Kevin and says, I got a dumper. <laughs> Ricky can't take all his friends making fun of Haley. And I think that he feels if he continues to, like, if he goes to the dance with her, that's all going to reflect badly on him. And they'll start turning on him and making fun of him because he's dating the girl with the supposed big be nose and everything. And what is good? Ke- I want to know what Kevin's advice is going to be to this. I've got a dumper.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? It's hard for me to even look at her. Well, but I thought you said she was beautiful. Well, I did. And then she made that speech. And then I started to notice everybody looking at her. And now, when I see her, I see her nose... And it seems like every day it's just getting bigger. I keep thinking it's going to wrap around her, her head like a giant turban. Ricky, you sound crazy. I can't take her to that dance. This was getting totally out of control.
2: Oh, man, that's tomorrow night.
0: I can't help it.
2: Oh, come on, Ricky. I'm, you really like her.
0: Yeah, well, I've got my reputation to think about. Wait a minute. You don't have a reputation. If I take her to the dance, everybody's gonna be laughing at me. Look, you can't break the date with her. I mean, you're really gonna hurt feelings. I know. I know. What are you doing? Me? Yeah, we well, are always nice to people.
2: Oh, God. And you're always sensitive to their feelings. Look, I'm not gonna do your dirty work for you. This is your responsibility. Right. I'll do it. Well, then go do it. I'm going to do it.
0: But even though I'd washed my hands of the whole mess, I couldn't help but feel a little bit. You can't go-
1: so, basically, Ricky is saying because she read that that paper of hers in class about her nose and everyone was laughing. He's like, "Well, if I go to the dance with her, everyone's going to be making fun of me. I have a reputation. And I was going to say, and Kevin took the words right out of my mouth, as he said, Ricky, you don't have a reputation. And Ricky's just, you know, he's like, everyone's going to laugh at me. And I'm thinking, they kind of already do laugh at you, buddy. Um, he, It's like, Kevin, can you break up with her you're, for me? I mean, can you break it off for me? You're always good with people's feelings and you're sensitive. It's like you know what? We've known Kevin for six seasons now, and I will not say that sensitivity is in Kevin's repertoire at all. Kevin tells him, hey, look, you want to break it off? You are going to be the one to have to tell her that. I mean, it's the night before the dance. I can't believe you're doing this. You're really going to hurt her, but if you want to break it off, do it yourself. So he does. And she's just surprised that He's breaking it off, like, oh, you're you're breaking our date? You don't want to take him to the dance? That's gonna hurt. Ricky, why are you laying on the stupid damn excuse? Your cousin was what? He's coming into town for one night only, and you gotta be there to spend time with him or her? Come on. I've heard better excuses than that. Not to me personally, but... Oh, she's got a medical condition. Great. (sighs) He said it's a webbed foot duck thing. And she's even saying it like, I don't believe a word of this. If you don't want to go with me to the dance, just tell me you don't want to go. Don't make up a damn lie. And even Kevin's sitting there, because he's doing this right before class starts. And he's just looking at Ricky like, oh my god. Why do you... Why are you making this this lame excuse so <laughs> Kevin's like why did Ricky come up with one of the worst known cases to mankind and instead of just stopping there Ricky is embellishing he's like oh there's only like 60 some cases known to man out there or like what I would have just like walked away after flicking him up flipping him off saying fuck you so Ricky tells her, I'm sorry, I'm going to miss the dance, but we got to take her to the hospital. What's this wee shit? You all have to take her to the hospital? Why is she coming into town just so you can take her to the hospital? This doesn't make any damn sense. And the thing is, I don't know honestly whether Haley is believing him or whether she is actually acting concerned or whether she is just kind of... Placating this whole thing, I don't know. Maybe she's just trying to be a good sport about it, which I, I guess. I like Kevin kind of telling us like Haley must have known that this was a lie, but she handled it with dignity. Like, good for her. Good for her. So Saturday night is the annual spring. Di- it's spring. This. Episode aired in February. This isn't technically spring, but they may be on a different timeline than we are. So we see Kevin and Winnie dancing, and she is, like, so far away from him, even though her arms are on his shoulders. She's, like, stretched so far away from him that he says, oh, we're so far apart that... I could be getting you punched while we're dancing. And Winnie's just like, oh, is that one of your jokes? I can't believe that he broke it off with her and had the nerve to show up here. I'm t- I can't believe, why has this guy got a weird damn look on his face? Like, Wait, what the fuck? He must have been responding to whatever the person across from this guy was saying. Like, oh my God. So, Winnie just says, hey, I'm going to go powder my, and she doesn't want to say nose, but Kevin's thinking, oh, powder her nose. She's like, never mind. She tells him, I'll be be back. So, while Winnie's gone, Jeff comes over and is like, hey, look at Ricky. He looks pretty down in the dumps. Kevin decides to go talk to him. I'm going to play this. I want to know what is going through this young man's mind, because I don't know. Um, I was on the Ricky train, but now I'm kind of... Like ready to jump off. Just the fact that he pulled this shit.
2: Hey, how you doing? Good. I'm just uh, trying to figure out who I'm gonna dance with next. Right. Next. Next. First. One of those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm really having a great time and everything. I'm really glad I didn't bring Haley.
0: But the fact was, maybe I should have brought Haley. I guess we were both feeling kind of bad. I don't believe it. And then it happened. Ricky Holsenbach got a second chance. Ricky, this is great. She's right... I can't let her see me. She thinks I'm at the hospital. <laughs> so make up an right excuse and let's go out there. How? I told her that stupid web foot duck story. Okay, a minor detail.
2: Uh, well, then go out there and tell the truth. <sighs> I can't. Ricky, remember when you first met her? I mean, you were crazy about her. You two were meant for each other. And then you had to start listening to us the jerks and everything. I mean, half the time, we don't even know what we're talking about. We just... Talk just to talk, don't you understand? I mean, you had something great together. So just go out there and tell her that. Don't let anything get in your way.
0: I don't know. Maybe I was trying to make up for all my bad jokes and cruelty. Let's do it.
1: So Ricky's just kind of standing there, and he's like, oh, I'm waiting to see who I'll dance with next. And Kevin's like, next? And Ricky admits, like, well, first, I guess. Um, I'm really glad I didn't bring Haley. And then he thinks about it. He's like, I kind of wish I had brought her. And then out of nowhere, she shows up. Ricky freaks out, like, I can't let her see me here. And he runs into the bathroom. Kevin follows him and explains to him, like, hey, This is like a second chance. Why don't you go out there? And he's like, I can't. I made up that duck story. I should be at the hospital. And Kevin's like, well, just make up an excuse. And he, I kind of like Kevin in this moment as he says, we were all jerks. Because then it's like, he's trying to make up for all the shit that he and, you know, Jeff and Chuck said. And he's like, you two were meant for each other. I remember the first time you saw her and how beautiful you thought she was and you know sometimes it's just us being jerks you never should have listened to us it's like sometimes we just talk just for the sake of talking and sometimes we don't even know what the hell we're talking about it's like this is a second chance go out there and dance with her or something i bet she's going to be dancing with someone else what do you think i think i bet anything it's going to be the football star so Kevin and Ricky approach her, and she's surprised to see him there, but she's nice about it. And she's like, oh, I thought you were supposed to be at the hospital. And then, of course, Ricky could have been on us. So he's like, oh, well, they decided to put off the procedure. Kevin just kind of rolls his eyes like, oh, my goodness. And um, he asks Haley if she'd like to dance. And she's like, well, I would, but I actually am on a date. What would I say? Football star, Brett Davis. And Haley introduces Kevin and Ricky, and Brett's like, oh yeah, aren't you in my English class? And Kevin's like, oh yeah, we both are. I'm thinking, uh, you two are too. (laughs) But Brett brings up the speech that Haley, maybe it actually did get to him. Because I remember when the camera showed him, I wouldn't say that he looked like he was close to tears, but he did look like he was actually moved by what she had to say. Or this could be something like he feels maybe he'll get lucky with her and brag to all his friends like he's just doing this to being secretly an asshole. I don't know. I mean, he is a class president, but then again, that's probably not sta- saying much. I'm sure there are class presidents that deep down aren't really nice people. Hi,
0: Fred. And then guess who stepped up
2: into the pocket? Oh, Brett, you know Kevin, Ricky? Yeah. Uh, you're in my English class. Uh, yeah, we both are. Didn't Haley give a great speech the other day? It wasn't that good. Yeah, it was. It took a lot of guts. I wish I had that kind of courage. It was good seeing you, Kevin. And, uh... Uh... Ricky. Ricky.
0: set off hand in hand with her new bow, one question naturally came to mind. What's he got that I don't? And of course there was only one answer. He had her. That night was almost like a fairy tale, a night filled with magic and love. ...and princesses... ...and pumpkins. Maybe it was fitting. In a land of insecurity... ...where curly-haired kids wanted straight hair... ...and heavy kids wanted to lose weight... ...and skinny ones wanted to gain it... ...and everybody wanted to be somebody else... ...the one true beauty... ...was the girl who simply knew herself... ...and was happy with what she knew. She's
2: really pretty, isn't she? Yeah, I really
1: like what she did with her hair. I wish I had her nose. It's so exotic. So, like I said, this song was very fitting. The You Are So Beautiful song by Joe Crocker. Um, I just love how, you know, Kevin and Winnie are dancing. Ricky, of course, is, like, saying what's he got that uh, Brett guy got that I don't got. And Kevin, of course, is thinking to himself, well, he got Haley." Like, Ricky, you lost out, buddy. You're not going to have that opportunity. He he may one day have an opportunity with somebody. And he could use this as a stepping stone of an experience to know what not to do next time. And maybe not listen to the ridicule and the stupidness of your friends. Because he gave in to the pressure of, gee, if I go with her, everyone's going to make fun of me. It's like you need to stand up for yourself and what you want and what you believe in, Ricky. You gotta stop I mean it's hard it's easy to say you gotta stop feeling insecure and you gotta start standing up for yourself. It's easy to tell someone to do that. Another thing for them to believe in themselves and actually to do it. And you know, Brett and Haley are dancing together, and it's really sweet. I honestly feel, I think, yeah, he is a genuine guy. I thought maybe he was trying, you know, he's a football star. I'm not saying that all football sports jocks or whatever are arrogant jerks. I'm not saying that, because I'm sure there are some out there that are very, they're nice people. And they're sweet and have a great demeanor. But, um... Yeah, I, I love how um, the two girls at the end are like, oh, they're looking at Haley and they're saying like, oh, her hair is really great. And the one girl says, I wish I had her nose. It's very ex- is exotic. And it's just, it's like, oh, I like that. I liked that ending. That was very, very sweet. And that is the episode. I'm going to say... I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. The only thing I didn't like, of course, was Jeff, Chuck, and Kevin all being jerks and laughing and everything. Um, The things I really liked about it, um, I liked that at first Ricky saw through that and just saw her in her beautiful glory and everything. I liked the teacher and how he commended... Haley, after her speech, just looking at her like, yes, this is what I wanted. I praise you, mentally praise you for feeling comfortable enough to get up and speak in front of a class about something that you fear, you feel inferior about. Um And also, Winnie, I like that she was sticking up to... um Sticking up to Kevin as far as just putting him in his place. I like that she did that at least a couple times. And I really liked at the end that was surprising that Brett came in and he was her date. And that he was really moved by what she had to say. And that really, as he said, took a lot of guts to be get up in front of everybody and just be open and honest. And probably knowing that... You know, I'm making fun of something I don't like about myself and knowing probably that everyone is gonna laugh. I mean, at first they didn't, and you felt like, oh, maybe what I said really got to them and then they just were decided to be immature and just laugh about it. Um For the wondering words of wisdom, I honestly I pretty much just said it throughout the entire episode about just we all have things that we don't like about ourselves. And we have things that we wish we could change. Just like the closing statement from Kevin. Those that are thin wish to be a little, you know, bigger as far as the guys. They want to, you know, not be, you know, twig arms. They want to have muscles. They want to impress the girls. The girls who are heavier would like to lose weight so they can look better and look, feel probably even feel good about themselves. They have inferiority complexes. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's easy enough for someone to go and tell you, you need to feel good about yourself, and they try to build you up. But they can say every nice word in the English language, and it's still not going to matter unless you feel good about yourself. I feel like I've been doing better with that. As far as, no, I'm not ever probably going to be happy with the way that I look. But I've accepted it. And I'm just like, I like me for how I look. And that really is all that matters. What everyone else thinks is not their business. And it's easy to say, oh, it, yeah, it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. It's what you think. Well, as they say, you are your worst, your worst own critic whether it comes to how you feel about yourself or your abilities and you know people often they um I'm trying to think of the word hold on a second comparing yourself to someone else I've been known to do that in the past and it's like You can't compare yourself to other people's. Don't try to live your dreams by other people's achievements. Like, oh, I wish I could be like that person because they have this, 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 and this. And it's like, yes, that person probably does have that because they've worked at it. That's another thing. If you want things in life, you have to go after them and you have to put in the work. Things don't come free. And I'm not just, you know... The thing is, if you want to look and feel better about yourself, especially when it comes to weight, you have to put the work into it. And it's gonna be hard. You're gonna wanna give up, but you have to keep pushing yourself and say, this is gonna be the end result. You know, and the thing is, with my, I spent two years, two years walking and tracking what I was eating and losing weight. And it took me two years to get down to where I was. It took me at least four years to reverse all of that and then go back to where I originally started, which sucks. It really, really does. But you know what? I need to get serious about it. And I am going to get serious about it because not only is I don't feel good about that aspect, but it's my health people talk about wanting to look good what about wanting to feel good like not just mentally feel good but physically feel good and you know i see people even you know more than myself you know weighing more and i'm just and i'm short i'm five foot two and i just look up and i just see it's like i'm having difficulty carrying, you know, the exits, weight you can feel it, like, walking up the stairs and everything like that. And it's like, and I see other people, and I'm like, how can you do that? How is that not pressing on your body and just exhausting you carrying it around? That's why I'm like, I gotta make a change, guys. I mean, <laughs> like, in my late 30s, or mid-30s, and it's like, you keep, saying i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and eventually you're gonna you're gonna run out of times to say i'm gonna do it because then it's going to be too late when you eventually um your body gives out on you so um just a just a life lesson just you want something to happen that is up to you you make that happen you want to change how people look at you make that change but first it's gotta come within you. You have to want that. Don't do it just because that's what others expect of you. So that's what I'm gonna say on that. So let's talk about next week's episode. Next week it's episode season six, episode seventeen, entitled Eclipse. No, this is not anything to do with the Twilight movies. This movie it this movie <laughs> Uh, this TV episode of The Wonder Years, season 6, episode 17, entitled Eclipse, aired on March 3rd, 1993. Kevin and his classmates take a bus trip to the planetarium to witness the solar eclipse. Um, I remember seeing an eclipse when I was in fourth grade. We had to look through some contraption that was made so we didn't burn our irises. On the trip, Kevin and Winnie have a fight after he calls her too perfect, while Chuck gets locked in a restroom, leaving him behind. Okay, I think I saw the end of this episode because I remember him getting locked in a bathroom. It's just like Chuck to get locked in a bathroom. I'm not surprised. This one's got a 8.0. That's really high. Um, is there any oh there's some trivia stuff. Cool. All right, I'm looking forward to this episode. You know how I said last um, podcast episode about the nose episode? I felt like, oh, this is going to be a filler. It's not going to be that great. No, the episode ended up really surprising me. And I was just talking to Jeremy downstairs about this episode and how this episode brought up a lot of my own insecurities about myself and made me really kind of look at myself in a different way. So I, I really appreciate the episode. This is a topic of body image that is not new to anybody because a lot of people are dealing with this and go through it. So all right. Well before I sign off, let's give a shout out to you listeners. Let me uh get back into the Google, the Gmail. I'm on the wrong one. Okay. Where did it go? Oh, it's not in that one. (laughs) All right. I got it. I got it. Okay. (laughs) Boise, Idaho. Schenectady, New York. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Denton, Texas. Greensboro, North Carolina. Pikeville, Kentucky. Sun Valley, Nevada. Attleboro, Massachusetts, Lumberton, New Jersey, Mountain View, California, Atlanta, Georgia, Miami, Florida, Pakistan, Phoenix, Arizona, Pierre, Wisconsin, Ottawa, Canada, Queenstown, Maryland, Medellin, Columbia, Malad, Malad, M-A-L-A-D, City, Idaho, Columbia, Tennessee, Waterville, New York, I... Apologize for mispronouncing these. Angeles City, Philippines. Surrey Hills, Australia. Holden, Massachusetts. Seattle, Washington. Claremont, Florida. Burlington, North Carolina. Cooperas, C O P P E R A S. Cove, Texas. Millersville, Pennsylvania. Pot- Potomac, Maryland. Corona, California. Orlando, Florida. Zappappan, Mexico, Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania, Foy Mount, Canada, Aurora, Illinois, Newburyport, Massachusetts, Crawley, United Kingdom, Mena, India, Akron, Ohio, Glasgow, United Kingdom, Indianapolis, Indiana, Palmer, Arkansas, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Hayesville, Kansas, Norristown, Pennsylvania, Lloydminster, Canada, Los Angeles, California, Indonesia, and India. Alright. Everyone have a wonderful Friday evening, and I will be back next week with Eclipse. Also, starting in December, I will be re-releasing, just like the Thanksgiving episode, I'll be re-releasing the Christmas episodes once a week of the Wonder Years, and at the end of the year, I will re-release the New Year's Eve episode, and that will pretty much conclude the podcast will be done. Um, In honor of Christmas, I also will be covering A Christmas on Division Street, which I believe came out in 1991 It's a TV movie with Fred Savage, and I look forward to doing that. Um, One movie I did not cover last year, I covered Home Alone. I will be covering Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, in December. Also the Christmas growing pains episodes and the silver, of course, I'll still be doing silver spoons. Um, there's a Christmas episode I passed over. I want to go back and do that. And that'll be it. Um, in January, we will start growing pains. I think I'm going to start out with It being bi-weekly, and then we'll go from there. Um, Season 2 of Silver Spoons actually is going to be in February, so look towards that. You know, I thought I could get Season 1 of Silver Spoons done by doing two episodes a week. That just is not, that's just not possible anymore. I just really, um, like I've said, 2019, I gotta focus on my health, and I'm going to just... I'm going to do silver spoons, try to do it weekly. If I have to go to twice a a month, then I'll do that. It just really depends. But, um, yeah, I really got to focus on getting in shape. I love doing the podcasting. I'm still going to do it, but I have to make time for myself, too. So, all right, guys, have a great weekend. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.